Second Corinthians nine fifteen. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. I'd like to say good morning welcome everybody to Sunday school this morning like I say we're thankful to be here um, we're thankful to hear kids sing um, I'm thankful that you know Jesus loves me and uh, I'm looking for a good day in the Lord and looking to see what God has in store for us and hopefully we see one come uh, get saved or if you need to renew up renew up and just have everybody just get together and be where God needs us to be um, Wes Mike Nichols is just missing Sunday school
we appreciate your presence in, in God's house. <clears throat> and uh, this should be a good lesson. Uh, last week, Jay taught about the faith of Ruth. And today, it's the faith of David. And this, this I was looking just before Sunday school on the, tells us where our lessons are at. And it, this whole quarter is about faith. <clears throat> and, uh, and I thought this morning that we're going to talk, try to talk about the faith of David. But uh, and I, but I thought about this scripture in Romans, and I'm, I'll read just a part of the verse. But it's the twelfth chapter, twelfth chapter, the third verse of the book of Romans. If you want to read it, it said according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. And everybody that's uh, that's ever been born that that lives uh, long enough to know anything much. And we we talk about the age of accountability and there's no such thing as far as I'm concerned as a, as a certain age but we we say that all the time and uh but everybody if they live long enough are going to are going to be dealt a measure of faith uh the bible said the grace of god that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men that that was god had that fixed in eternity before he ever put adam in the garden uh he knew that on that, I don't know what the date was, but it was a Sunday morning in 1956 in the spring of the year. I remember that because it, when I got baptized, the water was still cold. But uh, God, God dealt the measure of faith to me. And I had my opportunity to trust God as my Savior and I and and I took that opportunity. I told my wife this morning coming to church, I said, I know, I know I'm saved. But I said, I sure like to be reminded once in a while. I like I like for God to move down in here. And uh that that reminds us what we got and where it come from. Now, what I remember up here, I I got some real good memories, and I can remember the day I got saved in here and and them's, them's good memories but it sure is great when it moves in here but anyway uh, the faith of David and if you remember uh, the children of Israel had uh, judges uh, for a, for several years after they came out of Egypt, they had judges that that judged them and kind of kept things running smooth if they could. And uh, but the uh, the children of Israel decided sooner or later they wanted to be like the other countries. They wanted a king. And uh, so God told Samuel, said they've not rejected you. They've rejected me. And uh, but he said, "Now you go ahead. We'll we'll give them what they want." And uh, so he told him to go anoint Saul as king over Israel. And uh, make a long story short, Saul wasn't a, re a real good king. Now. I, I want to make I want to make a, a real a, a point. Saul was saved. I want everybody to understand that he he he'd been saved by the grace of God, but he didn't he didn't always follow God. He God told him one getting down to where I'm going. 
God told him, said, you go, I think it was the Amalekites, you go destroy all of them. They was going into battle. He said, you go destroy all of them. And all the cattle, don't leave nothing. Don't bring any spoil back with you. And uh, they went down there and, and, and they destroyed just about everything. But he brought the king back with him. And they brought back cattle and so on. And, and uh, God sent Samuel to meet him. And uh, said, did you? He, he, Saul told him, said, I done, I done what the Lord said. He could have said, I almost done what the Lord said. But Samuel told him to make a long story short. He said, because you... Because you've not done what God told you, he's rejected you from being king over Israel. And, uh, but now he's, he stayed in as king for another 10 or 12 years probably. I don't know exactly how long. But I know David probably was 19 or 20, somewhere in there. According, well, according to what the guy said in the commentary and uh, but David the Bible does say that David was 30 years old when he began to reign and uh, so it would have been 10 or 12 years or so after this that David took over as king but he was anointed now I want to I want to I want to throw this in he was anointed king before this lesson took place that we've got today, God sent, God sent Samuel down, told him to go down to Jesse's house and anoint one of his sons king over Israel. He said, the one I'll show you. So I make a long story short, it was David, the youngest one. He anointed him king over Israel before he was old enough to take over being king, really. And... Uh, uh, And he had a, a real hard time. Uh, he went, this lesson today, he, he went down there and they, they, was, they was having a war with the Philistines. And everybody knows this story. They, they sent Goliath out. He was their champion. And he was about nine feet tall, a, a, a giant. And uh, he went out and challenged them. Said, you, you send one of your guys out to fight against me and whoever wins, uh, that'll be the winner. If, if you kill me, we'll, we'll serve you. And if, you, if, if I kill your champion, then you guys serve us. And, of course, Israel didn't have a champion to send out. Nobody didn't want to go. And David come down there, and that's where this lesson's at today. And uh, if if God now, sometimes, and and we ain't never. Well, I ain't, I'll say I'll say me. I don't know I don't know everybody else, but I've never stood in a place where, like where David was at. I've never had to go out and, and fight against somebody and so on. And I've never had God tell me to do that. But now, I believe, I believe God gave David everything he needed to do this job. He'd had him. If you, if you read the story, he'd had David in training for a long time. He'd killed him bear and he killed the lion and and uh, uh, God God gave him what he needed to be able to do what he needed to do and he'll do that with us if God if God's gave you a job to do if God's given you a job to do he'll give you everything you need to be able to accomplish that job now in here 
I've had God, I've had God tell me I do something a few times and, and in here I'd start doubting, arguing. I can't do that. Somebody else can do it better than I can. But God knows if God gives you a job to do, He knows for a fact that you can do it because He gives you everything you need to do it with. Now, if if God tells if God tells tells you he wants you to teach Sunday school. We'll just use that for an example. And I'll, I'm, I'm trying to make a, a real big point. If God tells you he wants you to teach Sunday school, and, and you might have some Bible stories you learned when you was in Sunday school as a kid, and you might could teach some of them a little bit. But to get down into the scripture and, and and teach like God wants you to, you've got to get in the scriptures and read and study, and it's not always easy. Uh, I've had, I, I couldn't tell you how many lessons that I've tried to teach, and I've had to, I've had to skip over a part of it and say, I just don't know about that. And I've been, uh, I've been coming to Sunday school since I was just a little kid. And I've been uh, trying to teach Sunday school for a while. I don't, I don't even know how long. But I tell the Sunday school class all the time that trying to teach, trying to do this job does me a lot more good than it does the class because I get into the book a little more. If, uh, if I wasn't teaching Sunday school, I might not study half as much as I do. Or maybe hardly none at all. Who knows? Uh, but God, God gave us everything we need, but we got to, a lot of that's right in here. And God God will give it to you when you need it. So, God, had, before this lesson, before this battle with Goliath, David had already been anointed king over Israel in Saul's place. Now, I don't think Saul knew that yet. If he had, he'd have been trying to kill him now instead of... Now, later on, I think he kind of suspected it because he, kept, he tried to kill David. But anyway, Jesse sent David down to the battle, take some food down and see how his brothers was doing. There were three of them was in the, in the army. And uh, he went down there and And when the and when the words were heard, which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. David, David's. Uh, I probably got it wrote down here somewhere, but. But anyway, David David said he'd go fight. And uh, and Saul Saul tried to uh, kind of talk, tried to talk him out of it. That you're just a, you're just a kid. And uh, and he's a man of war. And uh, but if. Any time, and this goes right back to what I was saying, if God gives you a job to do, he'll equip you to do the job. David, 
Uh, by strength, physical strength, he couldn't, he couldn't have stood up against the giant just one-on-one. -on -one. Unless, now God could have fixed it so he could have, but he, just to look at him, there wasn't no way he could stand up against the giant. There's no way, uh, I guarantee you, I, I, I use Terry for an example a lot of times, but when God called him to preach, I guarantee you, he said, I can't do that. Just about everybody I've ever heard say anything about it said that. And, and they were right. Every one of them was right. In their self, they couldn't do it. But if we if we are humble, and it takes an humble heart, and I have, that's the biggest battle I've got, and I lose that one sometimes. But in order in order for us to do our job for God, we got to humble our heart, and and do like Isaiah said, "Here am I, Lord, send me." And uh, so we, if we'll, if we'll humble our heart and let God use us, we'll, we can do the job that God wants us to do. And, and the better, the, I don't know exactly how to say that. I just say it. The better, the better I can humble my heart, if, if that's the right way to say it the better I'll be able to do my job. And like I said, I have a, I have a real hard time with that. In the, this flesh ain't humble by nature. So I got I to gotta try to crucify this guy to do anything for God. Every one of us knows that. We've all been there. And, uh, and use... God give every one of us. And we talk about David and and a, a lot of the book of Psalms, and I don't know how I don't know exactly how much of it, but a lot of the book of Psalms David wrote. And uh in the eighteenth chapter of the book of Psalms said, I will love the Lord. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. And God's like I said, he's given us everything we need. He is everything we need. And uh, did you ever, every time, I, I use me for an example a lot, but that's all I know for sure. But did you ever have the devil all over you and you couldn't get rid of him? about something and get off and pray and God send him running. I couldn't tell you how many times in my life that that's happened. And that, that goes right along with what David was saying in the 18th, 18th chapter of Psalms. He's, he's everything to us. And when we don't have any strength, that's like the one song they sang. He's strong. And uh, so David went down to the battle, and he seen what was going on, and he volunteered. He don't sound like he's a Baptist, but he volunteered to do the job. And... Uh, most of us don't 
most of us won't volunteer. We're going to get drafted, but uh, he volunteered, and 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 you know the story. Saul tried to put his armor on him, and it, it he said, "I've not tried that," and it it was way too big for him anyway, and. Uh, so David went, but David went in the name of the Lord. And uh, if there's a scripture, and I, I think about this a lot, says where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So if we, if we come to church, if we come in the name of the Lord, if if I if I'm coming all the time for a selfish reason, and I'm not, I don't know exactly how to say it any different than that. But if I'm coming just to meet with my friends and and the fellowship and stuff, all of that's good. There ain't anything wrong with it. But besides coming. To do those things, we ought to come in the name of the Lord to glorify God. Uh, and this goes back to where I started at. I can remember when I got saved, but I like for God to remind me down in here. But I ought to come, I ought to come to church to glorify God out of right out of my heart. For what he done for me when I was just a boy, I I could never I could I could I could shout I could have started shouting when when I got saved and just shouted from then on and never glorified God enough for what he done for me just just because he saved me now. He's done. He's done way more than that for me in my life. But that's the very, that's the very top. And that's because, that's because that he gave me the same faith that he gave David. God, God gave David that measure of faith, and he used it, and God saved him. And, uh, and. And most of his life, he followed God. Now, a lot of my life I've tried to, but I couldn't say I have all the time, but David didn't either. But he was a great man of God. Now, I've known, I've known some people in my lifetime in this church Great men or women, either way. Great people in the Lord. They were saved by the grace of God, and they, when they done their job, they done a real great job. But they didn't always do their job. They failed some. But the Bible said we've all failed and come short of the glory of God. But the thing of it is. If we sin, we can go to Jesus, and the Bible said he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So David, you remember David sinned, and and we would we would judge if we were judging David, we'd say he done a whole lot worse than we did, I ever done. I I, I ain't never killed nobody. He took another man's wife and had him killed. But then in the 51st chapter of the book of Psalms, he repented and God forgave him. God's got to forgive us for all, all, all our sins, but we got to humble our heart. If, if, 
If we can't get our heart humble, we can't get the forgiveness that we, we need to get, but we humble our heart before God. He, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin. So in the 32nd, and David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. So David went, and I believe, I believe God sent him down there just for that purpose. God had it all worked. He'd already anointed David king over Israel. And he was working things out in his own way to get David into that job. And uh, anybody got a comment? And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And uh, that was Goliath's job. He was, he'd been fighting in the army all his life, evidently. And David hadn't, hadn't been fighting in the army at all. He'd killed the bear and the, and the lion. But God had prepared him and got him ready. He used the slang. Everybody knows that story. And he used the slang, and he just he picked up five stones out of the brook, but he just used one of them. And it hit the mark. When God's directing something, it'll hit the mark. God... I, I tell all the time about the day I got saved, and uh, preacher Ash preached, "Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am?" And they answered and said different people, and they said, "Whom do you say that I am?" Peter said, "Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God," and he hit the mark. God delivered that right down here. He let me know that he was the Christ, the Son of the living God, for, for a surety. And I come and got saved and best day of my life. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Sound like David was a pretty strong man anyway, if he could do that. But uh, uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't meant to go into hand-to-hand -hand combat with the Goliath, even, even if he could have killed him, because God wanted them to know that it wasn't, it wasn't David that de delivered them, it was God. It, it looked like a, uh, an impossible task. And uh, have you ever, have you ever had somebody that you was burdened for and, and wanted to see them get saved and, and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and seemed like it was an impossible task? I, I've had that happen. I couldn't tell you how many times. And and God saved them. And uh, if, if we do our job, even though it looks like we might, think, we might think it's impossible for us to do, 
But there's nothing impossible with God. All things are possible. And if I guarantee you, if God is God, if God's gave you a burden for somebody that's lost, He's working on the other end. He absolutely, if God if God wants me to have a burden, God wants them people to get saved worse than I do. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I could never have done that. If it was up to me, if it would have been my job to do something like that, none of my kids wouldn't have went. I'd have had to say, here, I'll go. If it was absolutely a fact that somebody had to go, it wouldn't have been none of my kids. I couldn't have done that. But God did. He loved me so much that he gave Jesus that I could have life. And not just me, all these people that were going to talk about the faith, every one of them, God delivered the measure of faith and they got saved by the grace of God. And nobody, nobody has ever went to heaven or ever will go to heaven that ain't saved by the grace of God. He that hath not the Spirit of Christ, the Bible said, is none of his. And just because it... Just because that's written in the New Testament don't mean it don't apply back in the Old Testament. The Word of God, far as I'm concerned and far as far as God's concerned, God's Word is eternal. I believe I believe God had this written in heaven before the foundation of the world, and He just passed it down as it became necessary. And uh, God knew what he was doing. And uh, he's still passing, he's still passing it out as it's necessary. I was talking, I was talking a while ago about God letting us know things. I had a scripture one time that I could, didn't understand at all. And it, I'd been studying it and trying to for years. And couldn't get it. And uh, one Sunday morning, it come up in a Sunday school class. And I was standing back by the door just about four or five minutes before time to get up here, and God gave it to me. So he, he knew I needed it, and he gave it to me. And there's been others, though, that I've I'd, I'd like to had and didn't get. So God knowed what was necessary and he gave it to me. He'll give you what you need when you need it. And uh, so David was willing to go and it seemed like an impossible task to me. Uh, Probably if it had been me, I'd have been trying to hide somewhere or run. But David, and I, I thought when I read this scripture, I thought of the 23rd Psalm. David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I said, he leadeth me beside the still waters. I can't quote it all uh, but uh, I, that's that's the first thing I thought of when I read this lesson. So he's God will take care of us. He's our shepherd, and uh, when He saved us, He gave us everything we need for time and eternity. Anybody got anything? Yeah.
they're not a problem. Yeah. And then it gets before the king. The king says, well, you can't go fight that guy. What is him thinking about? You know, he's a, we got a warrior here, and you're just a little boy. Again, man, that would have been discouraging. Once he finally does convince <coughs> Saul, then Saul tries to put his, his armor on him, which again would have been discouraging because it didn't fit. And then he gets down in the, and, and Goliath criticizes him and makes fun of him. But there was something there. Uh, God had spoken to him, and he was able to discern God's voice. And he, if, if you read what he says here to Saul, he didn't say, well, the Lord can or the Lord might. He said, the Lord will make this Philistine just like he did that lion and that bear. He's going to, the battle's already won. So, in my life, Sometimes I hear it real clear. When I can hear what God's saying, it's a lot easier. But sometimes I let so much noise get in around me that it's hard for me to discern what God really wants. And that's that's those times when it's hard. Is and I've even prayed, Lord, I'm trying to hear, but I'm going to need you to help me. I, I want to hear and I want to follow. But I'm just amazed at how strong David was. And Yeah, a lot of times, going right along with what Blaine was saying, a lot of times I listen too much to this up here instead of this down here. And uh, we've got a battle, and, and we've got a, a spiritual battle, if you want to say it that way, every day of our life. Paul said, when I would do good, evil's present. And, uh, and the devil... I've been saved since I was 15 years old, and uh, that seems like a long time in one way, and in a way it don't seem like just been a few days, but the devil ain't never left me alone. Maybe a minute or two at a time, God will put him on a run sometime and, and get a little peace for a while. Or you come to the house of God and the spirit move real good and put him on a run. But just as soon as you go out the door, he starts again. And uh, so the devil don't, the devil ain't going to leave us alone until we get to heaven. And I've said a lot of times, that's, that's probably one of the greatest things I think about heaven. The devil ain't going to be there. Our warfare will be over. And... Uh, but David, David followed God. He had faith in God, and God gave us an, God gave us enough faith. He gave us the measure of faith. That's enough. That was enough for us to believe in Jesus and get saved. And that's enough faith. Now, in the in the book of book of Peter, he said, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, temperance patience, and patience brotherly kindness. And I, I don't know if I quoted all of them or not, but God gave us a job to do. He gave us the faith. He gave us the measure of faith. But he told us to add to it. Build on it. Trust. And you, if we use it, when he, when he give it to us, if we use it, which we have if we've been saved, get saved by the grace of God, and then keep growing, keep building on it, we'll be able to do like David and stand up to our Goliaths. Whatever, whatever faces us in life, we'll be, able to, we'll be able to handle it by the help of the Lord and the faith that God's gave us. Now, this, this might seem like just a small thing compared to a lot of things, but every, every Sunday, every Sunday that I have to try to teach Sunday school, well, even when I don't, some, one of these other guys is going to teach, I pray for them. 
But I, I have to, every Sunday, I have to pray and ask God for help to try to try to do the job right. Try to do what he wants done. And uh, if, if we right out of our heart just lay our life down in, in his hands and say, Lord, you, you just use me for what you need. And mean that right out of our heart, God will bless us in what we're trying to do. And uh, so, and David, David trusted God that he'd deliver uh, Goliath, and, and we all know that he did. And uh, I don't know how much time I got left, but uh, we all know the story. He, they was kind of, him, the Goliath was kind of trash talking back and forth. And uh, David put the stone in the sling and hit him right between the eyes, and he fell dead. And he took, he took Goliath's sword and cut his head off. But one point I wanted to make, when, when Saul was anointed king over Israel, the Bible said that he stood head and shoulders above any man in Israel. So he was the, he was the biggest man they had, according to that. And he still wasn't as big as Goliath. And... Uh, And I don't I don't know where next week's lesson is, but I know when when they went back into Jerusalem, uh, the the women come out singing. Saul's killed his thousands, and David's killed his ten thousands, and and Saul got mad, and that started that started the the feud between him and David, and David had to stay away from him most of the time because he's trying to kill him. And, uh, but I don't, I don't want to get too far ahead because it might be in one of our lessons upcoming. So, But David done the job that God wanted him to do and it put him in a place where the, he had favor with the people. And uh, when it come time, when it come time for uh, a new king to be put in place while he was there. And uh, that's about as much as I got. Anybody else got anything? I don't I can't I can't tell by the clock, but the